So hi everyone, welcome to Architecture in the Den and today we are talking about the challenges of starting a practice and I'm delighted to um, welcome Constantina to uh, the Den. So uh, first off, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi everyone, I'm Constantina. I'm so happy to be here. This is really exciting. Um, I am based in London and I've recently started uh, my own architecture practice. That's really exciting. So what, what led you to setting up your own ar architecture practice? Um, it was um, a few different things really. Um, the first thing was that I wanted to have um, a freedom to design the projects I wanted to really and have more um, of freedom to design my working days. Um, <laughs> so design, design your projects and design your life as well. Yes. I like that. So um, I know you've got some, so how, when did you set up? Um, I, I launched a few months ago towards the end of uh, 2020. Mm -hmm. So it's still new. And how are you finding it so far? Um, it's really exciting and, <laughs> and a bit scary, I have to say. <laughs> it's, it's true, it's true. It sounds, uh, sounds like fun. And what have you called yourself? So my practice is called CA Architecture. Mm -hmm. And I know you've got a lot of questions to ask me. So do you want to start asking? I do, yes. Um, throw some so one of the first questions I have in mind is that where do you find clients in the first place? Um, so my I, I just do domestic residential work so kind of extensions um, so I tend to find clients we do a lot of marketing um, we've sort of spent years kind of establishing kind of a brand name on um, on Google so it's all about having a fantastic website um not necessarily the well as well as looking amazing it's really deep and it's got loads of kind of um keywords in it okay. and so the idea is that all roads kind of lead to your website so um you know if you do a bit of pr the clients will sort of come back to your website if you do social media, it'll come back to the website. If you put leaflets out somewhere, they'll go to the website. So um, what I tend to find is clients now start to find us, which is quite nice. Um, That's what you want to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think just going back to when I first started, um, <laughs> I, I did a lot of networking and okay. yeah that was the start of kind of like how clients found me really and where do you um network how do you network these days with uh obviously we're all stuck at home <laughs> um so I did um I went through my address book okay um, and kind of just met up with um so potential referral partners so if you think of people who might kind of um sort of put clients your way it could be anybody 
-hmm. you know your your best friend you know if they are you know it, it doesn't really matter what they do if they believe in what you do and and they hear someone who say i need an architect then they're going to point them towards you um but you know likewise um you know in our industry quantity surveyors or estate agents builders interior designers uh, suppliers are all going to be in contact with potential clients at various points yes of course it's so, yeah so um just reaching so so i'd just go through your kind of your contact book um and just meet up with people that's such a good <laughs> idea really it's really simple but it's a yeah yeah and you just you know just fi find people who are in your corner and they'll promote you they'll listen out that would be ideal and then networking groups are basically you know if you've not got those connections you can yeah. start making those connections within a networking group yeah of course do you so, have any good networking groups to suggest um well there's there's quite a few different ones it, it depends on what type of work you want to be doing do you know um, what sort of work yes i'm currently focused on um residential work mm -hmm. so i've i've already done a project for um a residential extension mm -hmm. here in um london mm -hmm. um so and that's the kind of um, work i want to focus more on so um mums groups are good okay yeah. that's not the the first thing that would come to my mind but no. yeah that's a... because they're all potential clients yeah of course so um yeah um you can um you've got a child right no i don't <gasps> <laughs> no, I don't. I've got that wrong. And I'm like, don't do So get a child and then do some working <laughs> mum's groups. Okay, I was thinking more of a faster way, but uh, <laughs> that could work. That's a slow way. No, um, just think about the natural networks that you've got. Okay. So, you know, if you do sport or go walking or, you know, things that you enjoy doing, you know, um, you know, there are, net, you know, there's networking groups that do all sorts of stuff. You, you, you're kind of trying to probably talk to young professionals, um, you know, who, you know, I don't know whether they do, um, walking groups or tourist group um i don't know i'm just making it up <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is um helpful because um in my mind networking mm -hmm. it's with other architects so yes yeah no very different um yeah no, no, no i want to be networking with architects who want to be because they're competition although i do get yeah a lot of work from architects so, okay from yeah a bigger from practices. Big companies, yes okay 
that is one one way and, and vice versa so if I have larger jobs mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll refer them on to other larger architects okay yeah that's a good idea yeah. um okay can we talk a bit about um fees we can try yeah <laughs> so um how do you where do we even start what is an appropriate fee and uh, how do you go about that it, the fees are a bit of a dark art i mean i think the riba had um a fee calculation yes um yeah there there was a fee mm. scale that's not no not not a fee scale but there was okay. like a way of calculating it um i've not used it are you, are you a member of the RIBA? Yes, yes i am yeah. well contact them and see okay yeah um whether it was available for chartered practices or not um oh yeah um becoming an riba chartered practice is um is good can you be one um as a practitioner practitioner? yeah okay and it's only like um 100 quid more or 110 or 120 or something like that Okay, because I think you, you you know we pay 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 a premium to join the RIBA. Yeah, of course. But then just to become chartered practice, it's just a tiny bit more, um, and then it gives you access to, um, they they can put you on the. I get quite a lot of inquiries through the um, find is it find an architect through the. RIBA? Yes, I saw that on their website, and I was wondering how do you get to go on that directory if you're a chartered practice you do i see okay and and also i've just done um grand designs um um, on the ask an expert panel and again that was on this week yeah so um it was on online but once you're a chartered practice they'll put you forward for stuff like that that would be a fantastic thing to do yeah it is it is yeah um fee scale it's it's a bit of a dark art Mm. um i think i think it's about understanding how um sort of how much work a job's going to take Mm -hmm. and then allowing your overheads and profit on top of that so you need to work out what your overheads are. So how much, mm-hmm. um, you know, what your living costs are. Yeah. You need to work out what your business running costs are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're, you know, if you divide it by, I don't, I, I don't know what factor, but hours in the day, um, you can work out what an hourly rate is. But you must allow for like profit on top of that. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and that allows for kind of growth and investment and stuff. If you're barely covering covering your overheads, you've got no room for um, uh, for, for, for anything, <laughs> any curveballs or growth. Um, yes, yeah. of course. So 
Yeah, so if you work out what your hourly rate is, and then if it is you doing the work, then you need to work out how long it's going to take you to do a certain job. How many hours is it going to take you to do um, a planning application? How many? And you break it, just break it down. Just break it down into, yeah. you know, what drawings are you going to provide to do? How long is each drawing going to take? How many client meetings are you going to have? You know, how much travel do you do? That's very useful, just breaking things down and yeah, yeah. Well, and once you start, once you've done that a few times, you'll start to see, well, and just, just constantly review it. You yes, know, of course. Did, did the job make a profit or did it cost me? <laughs> <laughs> That's a, it's then a good thing to do to have a benchmark yeah. on things. Yeah. So there's no you know, there's, there's, there's no set rates. I mean, there used to be the RIBA um, fee scale. Yes, but that's not supposed to be yeah. in and use anymore. Exactly. It still exists and you can still find it. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's worth having a look at that. Have a look at what the RIBA um, yeah, fee guide or whatever. I think I think it's a little program. Uh, what have a look at what that says, but also, you know, I think it is just working work out how much you cost and how much you want to cost, and you know, put in aspirational stuff in there as well. That's a good uh, way of thinking about it. Yeah, That's really good. But then also, you know, it's not you're not going to be spending 35 hours a week behind the drawing board doing the doing the jobs because as a business yeah. owner you need to be out there um marketing and selling and looking after your business as well yeah i was i wanted to ask about these how do you let's say how do you how do you structure your week let's say how many <laughs> How do you know how much time to spend on a project and how much time to spend on other things? Well, we, I mean, the way we work in a certain way um, with our kind of, we don't do, um, we, we offer a relatively limited service. We're okay. incredibly niche and we just do domestic extension. Mm -hmm. um, but kind of, you know, the joy, the good thing about kind of the franchise business is that we, you know, kind of we've, we review sort of how our time spent. And so we can look at it. This was based on 38 hour week. Okay. Um, That's really useful to see. Yeah. So we can see. Um, sort of just how how everything breaks down um 30 is client facing doing workshops mm -hmm. um I that includes um client meetings and to a certain point i've got uh, prospects so that's kind of meeting clients for the first time was 13 percent mm -hmm. travel was 25 percent. So this was clearly this was before COVID. yes of course uh, so marketing was 16% and admin was 16%. Okay, so uh, marketing and admin take the quite mm -hmm. the distinct um, 
yeah groups. yeah so you can see actually you know um the client so you're not you're spending less than half the time client facing um yes sorry doing doing the job yeah 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 but um, I'm very happy to talk to you about the franchise separately if you want. Yes, I love that. <laughs> yeah, sounds like, um, yeah, because, well, what we do at the franchise, um, so Pride Road is basically a business in a box. Um, mm -hmm. So you would, um, so what area of London do you live in? Um, I'm based in central London. Central London. Yes. So I've split the country into 155 territories and there's about 15 territories in London. So you would okay. fall within one of the central London mm -hmm. territories. Um, and the, the way that we've worked it out is the 70,000 owner-occupier homes within a 20-minute travel distance. Okay. So you're not trying to kind of go too far. It's just no, no. It's just a very niche area around you. Yes, and then um, what we do is we just give you all the tools to um, kind of structure um, sort of the business. Um, you would um, just everything would fall under the Pride Road umbrella. Okay. So you've got the website, you've got the um, provenance of the website. Um, and then we, we've got a lot of kind of um, uh, systems mm -hmm. to manage clients. So once they kind of drop on the website, you know, they kind of we we collect information and um, sort of like funnel them through the sales process. Um, and we've got various automations about keeping in touch with them. Um, it's, um, but also, so we've got the systems and yeah. we've got a certain way that we work as well. So um, the way that we work with clients and I, I sent you a box. Yes, uh, you did. Oh, um, let me get it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to get it? Yeah. Yay, yeah. So yeah, I've got my box here. It's got the, the booklet mm -hmm. of about the all the things that the franchise does. Mm -hmm. And it's got some drawings in it as well. Some really nice technical drawings mm -hmm. here. Um, and it's got a really cool snakes and ladders um, game <laughs> on how to set up a business. It had uh, some really nice chocolate inside, but it's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. Uh, it's the snakes and ladders game. So if you're listening on a podcast, because <laughs> Nina's opened it out, you can hear from the paper and it's holding it yeah. in front of the, of the screen. Okay. And we've got a very fancy stakes and ladders board. What's, what's on it? Um, so uh, you can start um, actually uh, square one is um, mentoring. 
<laughs> which is what we're doing now and then you as you go on then you you have networking you've got um uh another square that says get image style to gain some confidence mm. yeah that's um we so i've got um so excited i've got two new starters coming on okay that's exciting um, I shouldn't really be talking about this on on the on the internet, but uh, yes, I'm just fingers crossed. So new starters, not quite signed up yet, but about to. And um, so I've just been working out all the training and ske ske okay. scheduling. And uh, yeah, we have set in the diary the image first, which is awesome. Amazing. So um, yeah, it's all about if you are comfortable with how you look um, mm -hmm. and confident with how you look, it's just one less thing to worry about. Yes, of course. So and then you can focus on the work. You can focus on, you know, talking to clients and winning work and doing the work and going to networking events and, and stuff like that. And you're less, less bothered about what you look like, she says. Mm -hmm. I'm going to the hairdressers tomorrow morning. <laughs> Um, you mentioned about the about the training is done. Um, how long does the training take? Uh, the training it's ten days over a month. Okay. So we're, uh, we're breaking it up, um, sort of three days in the first week, then two days the following week, then three, then two, and we're actually doing it in a mix of kind of real life and online. So first three days is uh, up here. Uh, at Pride Road HQ. Um, so we've got what we've got set up. We've got some good coaching set up with uh, Imelda. Uh, that's day two because day three we're going to a networking event. Mm. Amazing. It's uh, it <laughs> like a great um, yeah, good training. Day, <laughs> yeah, day, day one, I think. I'm just looking at my board. We've got um, a workshop. So so they're going to be shadowing me. So it's just okay. about building up kind of a, a picture of the business yeah. sort of slowly and everything just all starts slotting into place. Um, but, you know, when you join the franchise, mm -hmm. um, there's an operations manual, um, you know, there's um, an extensive sort of list of videos, um, but then there's kind of like support we meet um, on Zoom kind of once a week. Um, and then we meet, we try and meet in real life once a month as well. So, you know, you can sort of thrash out any issues. We've got technical support as well. So, um, and also we've got a, a, a business coach um, as well. So it sort of helps to sort out your head. <laughs> yeah, that sounds uh, very helpful, really. Yeah, so it's kind Having of- a business coach. Mm. There's a uh, small things like this that um you don't think about. <laughs> yes. On how to on essentially running a practice. Yeah, because I mean I read um so one of the first business books that I read was by um Michael Gerber. Mm -hmm. Um and it was called it it's worth a read actually, The E-Myth Revisited. Okay. Um 
and in it he talks about kind of the difference between being um, a technician so or a professional so like what we are you know we've qualified as architects Um, and the myth that if you you know if you are a qualified architect you can set up a business but actually what we don't have is the business skills yes um, and it's just all the long years of yes yeah exactly and what he does is just breaks it down a bit and sort of he he starts talking about um sort of systemization basically okay um yeah yeah thank you for the suggestion yeah so have a have a read of it yeah so um yeah pride road well it's kind of started out 10 years ago as rain's architecture mm-hmm and um because i i i set up because i'd I'd been made redundant like twice and on on and after maternity leave oh no (laughs) (laughs) um and i couldn't get a job so i kind of had to set up on my own to to work um and i tried working in different sectors but i ended up um kind of out of the working in the domestic sector, mm-hmm. so extensions um and then what i found was rather than it being a horrific experience that everyone had warned me about i really yes. enjoyed it yeah it was nice working with homeowners yeah it's a very different experience mm. working with people that and and you you know the person who's gonna live in that house mm. you're designing Mm, and it was um and and then every time I made a mistake I made mm-hmm. lots of mistakes I um I just kind of systemized um the business model each time so explain things a bit clearer had a diagram for this or a video for that or changed the way I structured things or tweaked my appointment letters um and so you know, what I found was that I'd got a very kind of sleek model and domestic clients, you know, were good. Um, they, they pay on time. Yeah. So, you know, I, I had, I, I was doing some work, like some master planning work for the NHS. Okay. Um, oh, they took four months to pay or something crazy so you know when it's one a one-man band and you've done a significant piece of work which is going to be your income and you don't get paid it for four months you know your cash flow is um you know is appalling so you know they say that cash is king um whereas with domestic clients you know there's a there's a constant throughput um, and they're small amounts, so you're not waiting for like you know big money to to yes. to fall. Yeah. So I we do we do small projects and we do lots of them. And that keeps a constant flow of work and money as well. That's right. And and if one doesn't pay or you have an issue on one of them, it's not going to sink the business. Yeah. Yeah, and that's really important as well. Yeah, so I find kind of small and a lot and small of them work really well, rather than trying to go for higher, you know, large high end 
you know, if you're working for one client for a year, you know, you're going to get kind of wrapped up in that one project and then not look for more work. And you need to be looking for work whilst you're in the middle of that work. So you kind of have to keep on working for more work. Yes. Whilst working on 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 specific projects as well. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So you can't, yeah, if you, if you, you know, sort of spent a year working on a project and then went, right, I'll finish that now. <laughs> yeah, know, I can see how that could, could go wrong. Yes, yeah. So, um, so yeah, the domestic sector works well. And then, yeah, streamlined it and sort of had the idea of franchising it sort of back in 2012. Okay, so that's a... Uh... Ever since. Years ago. Mm, but then launched in sort of 2016 so we're five now yeah <laughs> five years old five years old so it's exciting and it and it works really well so we sort of Magda and Laura are kind of using the model and they're doing incredibly well and, and that's I'm, really good to hear so fingers crossed we have two more starting soon sorry fingers crossed yes 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 cool so uh, i think we've got time for one last question one last question Mm. i think um i've got another one so um talking to different people and seeing like lots of marketing things online people suggest having a niche and I know you've done this, but um, when you're starting up and then you don't really have lots of choice, let's say, of clients, do you pick a niche and go with it or do you just accept any jobs that come your way? Um, I think it's about trying to work out what excites you and what you want to do. And, and then, you know, and then become an expert in it. So, you know, if you wanted to get in, I, I involved in, I don't know, um, um, the last um, podcast I did was with uh, Dominic Haley and we were talking about um, later living. That's kind of like yes. a niche that he's working and yeah, he's got some sort of great ideas about finding your niche. Um, but I think it's, you know, once you'd kind of worked out that area, like wanted mm-hmm. to do that, then they just, they, they become experts in it and they start writing publications and, you know, you, you, you then kind of put out what you want to attract. So if you had a web, you know, if you wanted to do, I don't know, um, lunar design or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, you'd put out, you do a website with lots of pictures of lunar design or technologies or the moon or or space yeah 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 and then you know you do some research about it maybe put out publication and then you know eventually you'll sort of you'll you'll attract the clients that you want to work with i see so it's not a matter of just picking one (laughs) 
from day one just going with it it's a matter of building towards that yeah yes yeah I think so I think you know um, if that makes it that area you yeah. want to work in then you you've got to keep that you've got to be really clear about what your goal is and yes you may do some other stuff whilst yeah, you're, whilst you're doing uh, working towards it um, but just you know constantly keep keep your eye on where you want to go that sounds great clarity on your yeah on your goals is absolutely key <sighs> right <laughs> on that note we'll um sort of end the podcast so um thank you so much for for coming on and good luck with everything thank you I think we'll have a chat about the franchise off air. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Thank you so much for having me. This has all been very useful. So if we wanted to find, uh, have a look at your website, uh, yes. how would we find you? So it's um, constantina-avramidis.com. Um, if it helps, I'll post a link. <laughs> with this podcast absolutely so what we'll, we'll, we'll do is we'll put a link in the in the bio so yeah. thanks everyone for listening and if you've enjoyed the podcast um this is available on youtube and uh spotify uh, please like subscribe and share it and if you would like to come on as a podcast guest please get in touch with me lisa rains and uh please have a look at our website prideroadfranchise.co.uk okay so goodbye bye <laughs>